Aha, there he is. Perfect, perfect, perfect. We're finally on. Welcome to another episode of the Newly Made Podcast. I'm your host, Chief Keef, a.k.a. Chieftain, a.k.a. all kinds of names you can think of. Haley's laughing over there like she gives a shit, but she's just petting the dog. Just keep petting your dog, Haley. Anyway, once again, we got our fantastic guest on again. Feel the Blaze, a.k.a. my little Dayton Bear. How you doing, buddy? Always glad to be here. Always glad to be here. Perfect. I know Always, that. Always an honor. Always glad to be here. I can hear it in my voice. Oh, in my head. And his voice is like a fantastic show. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. Need to drive a few fucking hot dogs into me. Yeah, just driving a few hot dogs in you. Are they big hot dogs, small hot dogs? Are they... Oh no! Where about you driving them in your mouth or your asshole? <laughs> <laughs> well, a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, you could say that. Now it sounds like you're eating both of them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was just looking at the a list here. Of the highest grossing movies of all time. And, bro, okay, so we have Avengers Endgame at number one. Avatar no. at number two. Yep. Avengers Endgame surpassed Avatar. It's now the highest grossing movie of all time. And then uh, we have, yeah, Avatar at number two. And then we have Titanic at number three. Star Wars The Force Awakens at number four. Fucking garbage. Avengers Infinity War at number five. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, they played us like a fucking fiddle. Well, honestly, I liked Infinity War a lot better than Endgame. And Endgame was really fucking good. Don't get me wrong. Like, my favorite part is obviously, spoiler alert, the fucking the end when, like, everybody comes through the portals and shit. And then Captain America is like, Avengers assemble and shit. And then everybody just starts doing their thing. But Infinity War, I just thought, like, the plot was, like, way better. Just because it was like anime, and the the reason why I liked it was because how the build up is like literally, dude. All the other movies and shit like that were building up towards Infinity War. So basically, every the movie was the, the whole series was getting built up just for the Avengers to lose, and that's what made fucking Infinity War so fucking great. Right, because like Thanos finally comes in, and he's fucking, he's got. He's got the Infinity Stones, and he's like grabs all of them. And then that fucking that perfect shit that he did with Thor. Thor's like, "You're gonna, I told you, you'd die for that." And then Thanos just like goes, "You," and he's like, "Huh?" And he's like, "You should have gone for the head," and then just snaps his fucking fingers, and everybody just starts turns into dust. And then the way he bounced out of there too was funny. He like looked around like all confused, like what? And then decided, "Oh, okay, fuck this," and then just. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, I gotta go. Yeah, he's just like, I'm out, and he just fucking disappears and shit. And Thor's just left all fucking confused. He's like, What the fuck just happened? What did he do? Yeah, yeah. He's like, What did you do? What did you do? And then he just disappears, and he's just like, What the fuck? And then like, then yeah, the Winter Soldier comes out of nowhere. Rogers, and he turns around, and he just turns into dust. 
Okay, no, I tap out. I tap out. That hot dog is fucking... It's gone. It's gone. But yeah, was... fuck. Oh. I don't even know. So, oh my god. So, I'm looking at uh, the list of highest grossing horror movies of all time. That's oh, no. We got... It, Stephen King's It, at number one with over seven hundred million dollars at the box office. Wait, the one, the the one that came out like in fucking. Uh, oh my, f- yeah, okay. I mean that makes sense because it was a really good fucking movie. But, and then at number two we have The Sixth Cent. Sense with uh, 672 million. So it barely just fucking broke it by like a couple million, basically. And then at number three, we have War of the Worlds with 591 million. Then at I Am Legend, number four with 585 million. And then World War Z at four hundred and fourteen million. And then oh shit, bro. Then you have Godzilla five hundred and twenty nine million. Wait, what, which uh, which year was it? Which Godzilla? The uh, the latest one, the one in twenty fourteen. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really call that a horror movie, though. It was more like a fucking monster slash action movie. Not only that, like, all these movies in the fucking top ten for highest grossing, they're just juicing that fucking nostalgia bug. My God. Yeah, well, it, but, I don't even know. Yeah, well, like, it makes sense, because it's a horror movie. War of the Worlds is kind of a sci-fi slash whatever World War Z is a zombie movie, so yeah, that's horror. I Am Legend is definitely horror. The Meg is horror as well. Godzilla is kind of a monster slash action movie. I I wasn't really afraid of that movie, nor I was scared. I was just like, when the fuck is Godzilla going to come out? I just want to see him scream and fucking tear some buildings down. That's literally all I want to see. And then, oh yeah, and then Jaws. At number nine with uh, four hundred and seventy million, and then Exorcist, the Exorcist from nineteen seventy three, four hundred and forty one million. Right. That's funny. The Mummy and the Mummy remake basically made roughly around the same amount at the box office. That's actually fucking hilarious. And then the Mummy Returns barely just fucking. Just scraped it. Well, what else? At least is you can see there was a, a fan base for the mummy. I mean, the mummy movies actually weren't too shabby. I have to read oh, yeah, the trend, but oh yeah, they're really good. Like the first one, they and... deserve their spot because they're not a remake or really anything like that. I guess yeah. like you could, movie. you know, you could see some elements from other movies. I don't know. But like it, it's its own thing, and it's it's good. Are you talking like the newest one? 
Uh, did they make a new one? Yeah, in twenty seventeen, it was it was a remake slash kind of its own thing. It's kind of weird how they did it. Like you like you explained, they added elements from like the original while also having its own story and shit like that. I didn't even know that they made that one. I... <laughs> Unreal. But the Mummy Returns, though, what I really liked about the Mummy Returns, right, was they brought back the villain from the first movie, right? He's the villain throughout that movie, too, but then you realize that he's actually not the main villain. He's actually the fucking... He's he's, he's gonna fucking... <laughs> he actually brings out the rock as the Scorpion King, right? And he's actually the real villain and shit like that, and he's... The other guy is just a temporary villain to kind of like tie people in until the actual villain comes out. Unreal. And that was, uh. Oh my fuck. Wasn't that when they, uh. Did that CGI for The Rock as well? It was fucking terrible. Yeah, it was. That was the only bad thing about that movie, really. Like, <laughs> it. Cause no, cause like they made the. You know, you know the movie, the, the actual movie, The Scorpion King, right? the rock and shit like that yeah basically like that movie is in the same universe as the mummy and shit so it was just like instead of doing a cgi scorpion thing they should have just made it where they like they resurrected him and he's just a really powerful fucking warrior and shit like there we go yeah i fixed the issue okay so like yeah i can't turn my phone screen off now now that i know that you gotta be kidding me Yeah, I didn't know that neither. That's why I fucking always keep my phone screen on and shit, just in case. But yeah, I'll just, I'll just fucking, because like once I upload it and shit like that, what I'll do is I'll look for when it uh, cuts off and shit. Then I'll just put in the uh, the title or the below spot on the skip to and what spot comes in and shit. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. So okay. So as all this shit, as so like as all that shit was happening, back to our conversation about the grossing film shit. So guess what? Okay, so get this. Get this. So you want to know what the highest grossing horror movie franchise is? Oh no. What? You ready? You ready? I'm scared. I'm I'm actually kind of fucking scared because God knows. But let's hear it. Godzilla. Godzilla, you know what? I'll I'll give it to them. That that's not too bad for that. Actually, like does make sense. Like, what is it for a franchise like for horror yeah, movies? Like, yeah, so like the highest grossing horror movie franchise is Godzilla, which actually makes sense because the franchise yeah. alone has had over thirty five films, and each film averaged over like sixty million at the box office rate. So when we're looking at the American releases, especially in Japan, because, like, that's where the most of the films even came from, was Japan. And then, second behind it, yeah, so, like, it has a total of, like, 2,129... Uh, I'll just say it has over $2 billion at the box office. Right behind it, behind it is the Conjuring Universe. And then right behind that is the mummy. But if you think about it, though, Godzilla, right? So 35 films, 
cracked over two billion at the box office. The Conjuring and The Mummy both have had five to seven films, and both of them are just about at two billion at the box office. Oh, so it fuck. just shows it just shows that the Godzilla franchise is a franchise that was just fucking grinding. Yeah, fuck that they've been going at it. I mean, like, I thought it was gonna be something like uh one of the eighties fucking uh, horror movies like Friday thirteenth or some shit, but I'm actually uh I'm Oh happy those are on here Godzilla. too. Those are on here too. The top five. Sorry for interrupting you, but yeah, the top five: it's Godzilla, The Conjuring, The Mummy. At the fourth spot is the Alien franchise, and at number five is MonsterVerse, which uh, technically ties in with the Godzilla universe. So, but yeah, and then at number six we have uh, Resident Evil. Number seven, it. Two films, and already they're close to fucking almost two billion. The box office. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What about uh, Silent Hill? Is Silent Hill up there? Uh, it's at like the very bottom of the list. Fuck. Yeah, and then at uh, and then yeah, number eight is uh, Saw. Eight films, just about a billion. Then Hannibal. At number nine, Scary Movie, the fuck? <laughs> That's up there, too, at number 10. It's at the number 10 spot. And then Dracula at number 11. Paranormal Activity at number 12. Jaws at number 13. The Unbreakable Franchise at uh, number 14. Predator at number 15. Final Destination at number 16. You know what? Friday the thirteenth is at number twenty-five. You know, like uh, that doesn't sound too bad for a list. You know, there's not too many things. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. Now that I'm like reading through it, it actually is not that bad. Nightmare on Elm Street is like two spots ahead of Friday the thirteenth, though. Which is funny. I mean, like when you. When you think of 80s horror movies, you're either going to jump straight to fucking one of those two, it feels like, usually. Or, yeah, uh, this is like or the, the 70s. Thing, I guess. Well, like for horror movies, like the 70s for like big horror movies, because I think like Close Encounter of the Third Kind. Then, yeah, then you had Halloween and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then the 80s came around as fucking Friday the 13th. And then Halloween also, and then yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, and then Hellraiser. Can't forget about Hellraiser. That, honestly, oh fuck! Yeah, that's a. I'm not hell, gonna lie. Oh my god! I don't get like that. Even though as good as a movie it is, like I, I feel like it's one of those uh, a little bit of a forgettable horror movie. Well, not like it. Okay, I need to take that back and reword it. I don't know. It's like it's got a cult. It's kind following. of. Yeah, it's kind of forgettable in the mix of, like, all these other movies around its time. You know, it's kind of in a bit of a haze when, you, uh, when you're when you bringing out all these other big-name horror movies and stuff. But I, I keep forgetting about that one. That one was fucking brutal, dude. I remember Hellraiser, watching the yeah, clips. dude. Hellraiser, like, okay, fuck Friday the 13th, fuck Nightmare on Elm Street, okay? Hellraiser went beyond <laughs> the Call of Duty, bro. 
Oh the my movie. fuck! I remember seeing like a uh, so many clips of like the. I'm sorry, I interrupted, but like the. I don't know the hooks. That's what got me in that movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> when like fucking K. So like Pinhead is unforgettable. Like everybody knows Pinhead, but like the universe of Hellraiser as a whole, compared to like all the other movies. And the best part is, right, it came out during the late 80s, so like 1989, like 1980, 1989, somewhere around that range, right? So that's when, like, fucking, that was, like, when the first wave of, like, fucking cancer, cancel culture and shit like that was kind of coming through and shit like that, right? Because, like, Hellraiser was really controversial because of how fucking gory and, like, how, like, insane it was. Because, like, there really, there was no movie like it. There really wasn't. Like, I remember, like, when we watched, when I showed it to you guys at your guys' house and shit like that. Like, remember that part where the fucking, okay, spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't watched it yet, even though the film's been out since fucking literally 1987. <laughs> spoiler alert, anyway. Remember that part where the fucking chick's in the hallway and then that weird fucking creature thing just starts chasing her down that fucking hallway? Fuck, I think so. Yeah, or like, yeah, and then what you were saying about like the hooks and the chains and shit, like the fucking <laughs> pinhead comes out of nowhere and he all he does is lift up his <laughs> finger and then the, all those all he does is lift up his fucking finger and then those chains just start coming out of nowhere, digging into the guy's fucking skin and then it just starts stretching him out and shit like that. Yeah. Like fucking ah, <laughs> dude, that was actually like. That was good practical effects. It was so fucked, like, just seeing the hook scoop through and, like, fucking hook through and start pulling, and then you're like, no! Oh, dude, it was fucking brutal, all those fucking Cinnabites and, you know, Pinhead, I, that part where she, like, accidentally opens up the box and, and then they show up and shit like that, and the guy is just so fucking dank and cold. Right, he's like, the box, you've opened it, and he's like, we came, and she's like, it's just a puzzle box. <laughs> And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> that was, like, fucking such a good delivery. He's just like, oh, no, it is a means to summon <laughs> us. And then she's just like, oh, shit. And then she, oh, like, fuck. yeah, she convinces him that if she fucking leads him to the other guy who escaped hell, she'll, like, give him up and shit like that. And then he just fucking, and they'll let her go. Oh, yeah, okay, I completely forgot about that guy. The f- Okay, now I remember. It's starting to come back to me now. I, I kind yeah, of forgot were- about it. Yeah, the fucking guy, like, had his, like, scanner never slowly start coming back and shit. That was awesome. That was so fucking just, oh, my. Well, yeah, because, like, he fucking, <laughs> the guy escapes hell, right? Because, like, he, he uh, comes up through the floorboards and shit because, like, I think somebody, like, dropped blood on the, on the ground or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. How the book explained it, the movie was fucking gory, but, like, the book was more than just fucking gory. It was flat-out disgusting. Because, like, in the book, how the guy escaped hell, right, was because he, how how it went was he lived in the attic with his brother, right, and before he died, he fucking, he jizzed on the floor, right, and the guy didn't clean it up and shit, right, so basically he still had jizz on the floor when he died, and what happened was somebody, like, dropped blood on it, and it somehow created a portal for him to escape and come up through hell and shit like that. And basically, yeah, his fucking load that he left behind is what fucking opened up the gateway for him to come back from hell, which was fucked. And then, yeah, and then same thing in the book and in the movie, right? The guy comes back up and shit like that, and he fucking needs blood from people. And then he kills his brother and fucking wears his skin. 
And then, yeah, and then he's fucking walking around. Like, he's walking around with his brother's identity. With his brother's identity. And then, yeah, the fucking that puzzle box scene is, like, my favorite, though, because they literally just fucking, she opens it, and then the room goes, like, dark for a second, and then all of a sudden it lights up, and then they just start appearing out of nowhere. Oh, it was fucking, I love it, how they all kind of, like, enter in at different corners or something like that, right? Yeah, so, like, there's just no escape whatsoever. They just appear out of nowhere. That fucking one Cenobite, though, with, like, where it has, like, its eyes slashed out, but it's got, like, that teeth. Where it just keep, it keeps fucking chattering and shit, and it just like walks slowly towards her and just fucking grabs her. And then the other ones just appear out of nowhere, and then the big dog Pinhead just fucking—he's the last one to come out. And then he, as soon as he comes out, he gives the spill. He's just like, yeah, that fucking puzzle box is a way to summon summon us and shit, right? And he's like, and those who open it, right? Basically, they take him back to hell and they torture him for eternity because that's the price of greed. And then yeah, fucking, that was that was fucking good acting too, man. Like that was actually like good acting too. That the guy who played Pinhead uh, did is like literally it was just like she convinces him that if she brings if she brings the fucking brother that escaped to him, he'll do a swap. Will there will where they'll take him back and then they'll leave her and shit. But the other dude is just like straight up. He's just like yeah, he's like if you cheat us, he's just like. Especially how he said it too, like he's just like, he's like, I want to. He's like, you bring him to me, and I want to hear him confess that he escaped us. And if so, if that happens, then maybe we'll leave you behind, right? And then the other person's like, but if you cheat us, and then Pinhead just like the camera zooms in on his face, and he's like, you'll tear your soul apart, right? And as he says that, he's. All you see is just the fucking, you finally see, like, br- the fucking cold breath coming out of his mouth and shit. And you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> that fucking part made me cringe so much. I was just like, dude. <laughs> it's like, you better not fuck up now. Yeah, well, because, like, it was cool how they did that, right? Because throughout that entire scene, you've seen no, you've seen no breath coming out of his mouth whatsoever. Right? But then as soon as the camera zooms in on him, right, and he says, I'll tear your soul apart, right, that's when you see the fucking cold breath come out. So it was just, like, fucking, like, ugh, <laughs> no, no. Fucking Lord have mercy. Yeah, Lord have mercy. God damn. Fuck. Actually, you know what? Like- what is the highest grossing cartoon movie? Probably, I guess probably something from Pixar is what I'm guessing. Something from Pixar? Is that what you're saying, Nate? Something from Pixar? Some, something. Something. Okay, anything yeah, we'll, from we'll, Pixar. We'll, we'll, if it's not a Pixar movie, then, you know, uh, fuck. We'll check it out. We'll check it out. We will check it out. Oh, you're right. All of them are, it's between Disney and fucking Pixar. Okay. Which is funny because isn't Disney Pixar? Like, do they own Pixar? Oh. Yeah, no, they own Pixar. <laughs> oh, I thought Disney bought out Pixar. No, but they came up here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, yeah. 
The Lion King remake is at number one with a billion dollars at box office. And then Frozen and Frozen 2 are at number two and number three. What the fuck? Number four, The Incredibles 2. The first one was way better, man. What the fuck? And then number five, Minions. I actually, (laughs) I fucking hate this. That is fucking garbage, man. That is absolute garbage. And then at number How six, far we have fallen. Oh, and then at number six, we have Toy Story four. Number seven, we have Toy Story three. And then at uh, number eight, Despicable Me three. Number nine, Finding Dory. Number ten, Zootopia. Bro. Number 11, Despicable Me 2. And at number 12, The Lion King original. Okay, man. Like, what the fuck? This is such a backward act. Oh, my God. Is that really what it is, man? There's two franchises on there that are in the top fucking 10. Like, that is fucked. Oh, it gets thicker, bro. It gets thicker. Number 13. Number 13. Finding Nemo. That should be... Oh, man. Number 14, Shrek 2. (laughs) Number 15, Ice Age, Dawn of the Dinosaurs. Number 16, Ice Age, Continental Drift. Okay, what the fuck's going on, man? There's like... There were like three franchises that have two movies in the top 20, basically. That are on there for the highest grossing fucking box at the box office. Like, you know, I'm not even gonna go through the rest of this fucking list, man. It's garbage. Fucking garbage. Holy fuck. Well, dude, yeah, holy fuck is right, Dayton. Took the words right out of my mouth. How far have we fallen? Like, not even open season or anything made it to that list. No, man. Holy fuck, that pisses me off, dude. Yeah, open oh. season, bro. I holy shit, you blew my fucking mind. Open season. That dude. just popped into my mind out of nowhere. Like, come the fuck on, <laughs> dude. Open season was fucking amazing, man. It was. <laughs> it was honestly. It, it was up there. It was probably like up there for one of. My, it's probably my top ten. I'd say for like, fucking favorite animated movies. It's it's in there. Oh, dude! Open season was the fucking goat. <laughs> oh yeah, like I mean, they definitely fell down toward the the last one. The the first and second were. The first was definitely the best. The second was like, second it was, was all right. Season. Yeah, it was all right. You know, I, I liked one. some parts of it. The third, of course, I I didn't like. I didn't like it that much. I like when like they introduced the fucking weenie dog in the second one and becomes part of the crew. <laughs> oh yeah, fucking weenie. I remember yeah. it was after that movie. I wanted a fucking weenie dog for such a long time, but the honest truth is now. I, I probably don't even fucking hey, wiener don't dogs get are, no animals. Wiener dogs are pretty cool, but the thing is, the reason why I wouldn't want one is just because, like, 
what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh my god, man. What the fuck? <laughs> What's going on? You hear that? I hear some shit. Your husband. Where the fuck did that come from? Okay, well, okay, before you continue, no mumble rap, please. He does, I don't know how to do it, but he says that it blows out smoke, too. Blows out smoke? Yeah. <laughs> well, you're fucking blowing something. <laughs> Are they coming back later tonight? Yeah. Okay, like I said, just keep it down just a teeny bit because, like, I need to be able to hear Dayton and he needs to be able to hear me for fuck's sakes. Well, what do you mean don't talk? Yeah, no bootleg audio. The audio is actually doing pretty good. I got a strong Wi Fi connection. We got a good run so far. And there it goes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I will turn it down. Turn it the fuck down. What are you doing? (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Fuck no. Oh, yeah, Dane, wait, fucking, what was that video you, you showed me again, Dane, with that guy with the Slurpee cup? What did he say again? Oh, dude, no. I know fuck nobody. Fuck nobody. <laughs> fuck nobody. Turn that the fuck down. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. Fuck nobody. You are the double gulp for the fucking Slurpee. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. Like, imagine if that was actually real, dude. That'd be fucking hilarious. Oh, that'd be just, that'd be beautiful. You walk in a 7 Eleven, you just see a guy get yelled at because of that. Oh, dude, that would be fucking, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Holy fuck. I remember, uh, doing that, though, like, and always being told by them, like, uh, you guys use like <laughs> you guys use the normal slurpee cups or just like okay okay, okay. Right. no one we never did a little bit more there we go right there's good just because i actually need to be able to hear dayton i appreciate it yeah actually yeah back to what you say yeah it's like you can't use the big fucking gulps anymore i remember but like when i'll we... take my magical ball out there <laughs> I remember we used to fucking be able to uh, use, like, yeah, the big gulps, and you, like, put slushes in there, and then they changed it. Because fucking companies started getting... No, man, companies started getting cheeky with the money. Dude, I remember, I remember when my dad brought me... I think it was me, you, and my brother. I, actually, I don't know who the third... I think it was you. But I remember we went to 7-Eleven, and it was the one near your house, and we grabbed the double gulp fucking cups and... Uh, they told us we had to pay like more because uh, just yeah, they were all in the big cups. And my dad's like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it, leave the cups. Let's go. <laughs> we just yeah, <laughs> just left. And I was just like, holy fucking. We we went to the other one like down the street. Then uh, they didn't make us pay del- like uh, double the price. So uh, 
that was some shit, though. Hey, dude, I honestly, like, I love how just, like, I love how straightforward your, I love how straightforward that your dad can be sometimes. Like, I remember that. He was just straight up, he was like, fuck it, leave the cups, let's go, boys. (laughs) We're just like, well, (laughs) shit, let's go. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say or name any names. But I remember fucking somebody told me they're like, "Yeah, man, Gary, he's the fucking snake oil salesman." And I was like, <laughs> "What?" First he, first, he was the milkman, and now he's the fucking snake oil salesman. <laughs> oh man. I mean, like, hey, that's fucking, that's good money, though, man. You buy some off of somebody, and then you fix it up and make it even better, and then you get more money off of it when you sell it. Like, that's fucking like that. Like, I'd fucking do something like that. That's fucking gold. I don't know if it's uh, a good thing to be called a snake oil, oil salesman, because wasn't Donald Trump called one? Oh, yeah, <laughs> fucking Rosie O'Donnell said that. <laughs> that was a fucking hilarious video, man. Honestly, I don't give a shit what people say, okay? I still think Trump's fucking hilarious. <laughs> no, man, I'm fucking serious. I think the guy's fucking hilarious. Do I like the guy? No, but here's the thing: I don't. I don't need. I. I like. I don't like the guy. You know, personally, I think he's a piece of shit. But like, goddamn, though, even though you're a piece of shit, doesn't mean you can't be funny. He's fucking hilarious. It's just because he's just he's so over the top, fucking stupid, right? <laughs> And, and it's funny because people are falling for his bullshit and they continue to fall for his bullshit, which makes them even more stupid than he is, which is why I fucking laugh at the whole idea of politics that is surrounded around that fucking guy. No, man, it's fucking ridiculous. Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Legit, man. Like, over in the States and shit like that, even over here, too, you fucking, I hear people walking around all the time and shit, and they're like, well, fuck Trump, dude, I fucking hate Trump, the guy's a fucking piece of shit, he's racist, he fucking says this, he says that, it's like, yeah, but in all honesty, if the guy really was that much of a piece of shit, and he really was at the level of Stalin and fucking Hitler... The guy would have been gone a long fucking time ago. They would have capped his ass all the way back in the 90s when he went bankrupt. Right, but they didn't. Want to know why? Because the fucking guy attracts tension, and he also attracts big money. The guy is big bucks. He's a TV personality. He became president. You can't help but have cameras around him all the fucking time. The dude is a walking Kardashian show. He is a walking (laughs) Kardashian show. (laughs) Like, he literally is, right? And that's what makes it fucking hilarious. Because, like, legit, man, legit. Donald Trump, okay, Donald Trump did shit that only Ronald Reagan could fucking have wet dreams about. Because, like, Ronald Reagan was basically, Ronald Reagan was basically the same way. The only difference is it was against the Soviets, not against fucking immigrants. Right? He was the same way against the fucking Soviets and shit like that. And then when he introduced Reaganomics, which honestly was... Congratulations, everybody got fooled. All they did was just spend money that they don't have in hopes that it would bankrupt their enemies, which it did. Which, congratulations, now you can go back to eating your fucking jelly beans, Mr. Reagan. Nobody gives a shit. (laughs) 
And then, yeah, but yeah, like, so back to Trump, though. Yeah, like, legit, like, because the thing is, Trump's not going to go away, neither. He's not going to go away. He's going to go back to business. Everybody, you know, Jimmy Fallon and those guys, they're going to start having him back on his shows. You know, they're going to poke fun at him and make fun of him all the fucking time. It's just when well, you're president. Money that he was the president, you know, he's going to make fucking yeah. tons of money because of that. Yeah. And like, and also, too, like, he's going to, things are going to go back to normal. The only reason why he was called all that shit was because that's what it's like in the world of politics. All right. Democrats versus Republicans. In order to defeat your enemy, right, you need to destroy your enemy inside and out. And the best way to do that is by convincing people that the fucking guy's a piece of shit. Because, legit. Because nobody gave two shits about the shit Trump was doing before he ran for president. Literally. Like, literally. Originally, when the whole grab him by the pussy thing came out, nobody really gave a shit. Like, yeah, it was on the news and people talked about it, right? But it was nowhere near at the level that it went to when it was brought up again when he was running for president and shit like that. Right? And the reason why is because running for president, that's why I will never, ever run for prime minister or any, uh, any fucking position of power like that. Because not only is it stressful, but there's too much bullshit. And it's bullshit I don't want to deal with. I would rather just sit here, have a conversation about you, smoke a joint, <laughs> talk as much shit as I want with no repercussions whatsoever. When you're in the world of politics and you're doing shit like that, there's repercussions and you have to watch what you say, especially now because you can say, oh, that fucking that woman's teardrops looks blue and somebody's like, what, you got against, you got something against the color blue? Huh? The ocean's blue, asshole. It's like, yeah, well, guess what? You can eat my asshole because the ocean's about to be red after I throw <laughs> your fucking corpse in there and the sharks come feeding on you. Dumbass. Play that shit with me. Keep it on, play that shit. <laughs> Keep it, keep it on play that shit, homeboy. I smoke weed. I work. I joke around. I listen to my CDs. I don't bother nobody. Okay? I don't bother nobody. I don't bother nobody. So why the fuck do you got to bother me? Huh? Why the <laughs> fuck do you got to make a comment about me saying something I said 15 fucking years ago? Okay? If you're that much of an asshole where you can't just fucking move on with your life because you're too busy looking at what's behind you instead of what's in front, then you're just as blind as the rest of them, all right? And I hope one day a big black guy comes <laughs> okay. out of nowhere, grabs you by your ears, and starts fucking you in your ass. Because that's the only time you're going to look forward. And that's when you're reaching out for a hand, screaming, help me, help me, help me. But you know what? I've already moved on. So I can't help you because you don't know how to help yourself. So bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> Goodbye, asshole. You're not in my life anymore. That's why I fucking. Kind of a crude analogy to use, but you know what? I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, you good? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm sorry. I just had to go on a little rap there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, you're probably just sitting there like, I'm really fucking confused. <laughs> you start talking about. <laughs> Trump and then some of something about a big black guy <laughs> fucking you in the ass like what's going on here? Yeah, Jesus fuck. Now, now I'm lost. 
Yeah, I'm fucking kind of lost, too. So I'll just boil it down to this. The world of politics is fucked, and I'm never going to be involved in it. I'll just talk as much shit as I can about it. That's about it. <laughs> enough said. Yeah, enough said. Leave it at that. <laughs> this fucking joint looks like a baseball bat. That's actually cool. Fucking swing batter batter. Swing batter batter. Swing batter batter. I want to get high as fuck. Yeah. Ooh, oh, dude. Okay, no joke. So, like, uh, my sister's friend, uh, Nate, was kind enough to buy me a pair of sunglasses, dude. I sent you guys a video on the group chat on Messenger. You can check it out in a bit. Literally, they look like Macho, they look like macho Man's glasses. And I fucking grabbed, uh, I grabbed a little container of marinara sauce. <laughs> I looked into the camera. And I was like, oh, yeah, the cream always rises to the top. Yeah. And then I just fucking threw it aside. And it's like, that's basically the video in a nutshell. No, dude, because they look just like Macho Man Randy Savage's glasses and shit. So, like, I was looking at myself in the mirror. And then all of a sudden, Macho Madness started t- taking over. Like, I fucking, my muscles started tensing up and shit. And I was like, oh, yeah. Ooh, and oh, I'm dead. Right, and I was just like, "Ooh, everybody in the World Wrestling Federation ain't gonna get enough of the Macho Man, yeah." And then also because it's Macho Man, right? So I had to pretend to be Hulk Hogan too. And I was like, "Yeah, don't you worry about that, brother. Don't you worry about the WWF, brother. Because let me tell you something, brother. When me and you team up, man, the whole WWF is gonna kneel us, brother. Yeah." And then fucking Macho Man's like, "Ooh, that's right, yeah." Okay, so here's a fu- okay. Here's a so okay. So Hulk Hogan and Macho Man formed the Mega Powers, which at the time was like the most ungodly tag team in the world of wrestling, just because it was two of the biggest fucking stars teaming up, which is like the first time that's actually ever happened, especially in the World Wrestling Federation. Like everybody still remembers that how Hulk Hogan explained it, right? He's like, he's like, don't you worry, man. Everybody knows about the phone call that was heard around the world, brother. And it was just like, oh. But imagine if, like, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man in a McDonald's ordering some food. You know, it's like, oh, welcome to McDonald's. What can I get for you today? Oh, you, you, let me tell you something, brother. I'm going to get myself uh, a piece of McNugget meal. And uh, I want a large soda with that, too, brother. And he's like, Macho Man, what do you want? And then Macho Man's like, ooh, I'm looking at that Big Mac right there. Ooh, that looks good. I think I'm going to get a Big Mac, man. Yeah. And then they're just like, oh. Anything else for you? And he's like, oh, don't forget the plum sauce. Yeah. And then Macho Man's like, oh, and, the, 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 and he's like, yeah, don't, don't you forget the honey mustard sauce. Neither too, brother. He's like, the mega power. And he's like, if I look at that bag and there's no plum sauce, brother, the mega powers are going to explode. <laughs> oh, fuck. And then Macho Man's like, oh, that's all right. He's just, like, just <laughs> make sure you got the ketchup in there, brother. Fuck. <laughs> that'd be fucking beautiful. Oh, dude, that'd be fucking hilarious, man. That'd be absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Or like fucking Matt and Jeff Hardy out of fucking Burger King. They just walk up in there with a ladder. Who are you guys? Oh, we're here to fix the ceiling. And then he's just like, oh, God. He's like, it's going to be about 35 feet. And then he just like jumps on fucking a family of people at a table. <laughs> 
He said he was going to steal Burger King with the big Whopper. Oh, my God. <laughs> he just <laughs> jumps right off the fucking Jim Ross. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. That killed him. It's my God. That my God. That family is broken in half. Holy fuck. Still, man, fucking Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Imagine them at a fucking Wendy's, actually, too. Like, I don't get why they didn't capitalize on those fucking advertisements, you know? <laughs> well, I know what's funny about the Mega Powers. So, it was like, it was like late fall is when the Mega Powers teamed up. Like, when Hulk Hogan and them teamed up. They were actually, they were only a tag team for like one year during the 80s. Like, when the Mega Powers first came together. Like, they were only a tag team for, like, one year. And they only actually had, like, a couple of matches where they were actually, like, teamed up. Other than that, the majority of their matches was actually just them teamed up and um, them turning on on each other, basically. So, basically, all the hype went around the handshake and the phone call heard around the world and, like, one WrestleMania match. Then after that, it, they, they immediately went straight to the whole Macho Man versus Hulk Hogan storyline. And basically throughout the entire year, it was basically like a buildup of them turning on each other and shit like that. So the Mega Powers were actually like literally only a fucking team for like literally a couple of months, basically. And like most of their matches weren't even broadcast live neither, which is actually hilarious. Like, when WCW, when they went to WCW, and, like, later on, too, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man teamed up a couple of times after they split up. But, yeah. Other than that, though, that's why, like, a lot of people, like, when people say that they're the greatest tag team ever, I say no, because it's just, like, they're not. It's because they weren't really a tag, an actual, like, tag team for many years. They were only, like, really a tag team for, like, one year and then occasionally they would team up with each other every now and then just just for crowd reaction and that's about it it wasn't at like the level of fucking like jeff hardy and like matt hardy were like at fucking wrestlemania where they like returned after like 14 years and they're like oh my god it's matt and jeff hardy and people are just like holy shit Fuck, I, I wish I used to watch uh, wrestling when it was good. Yeah, well, like, it wasn't until, like, the early 2010s is when it started going downhill. Because it was actually still exciting even during, like, the 2000s as well. Right? Yeah. Because it, it actually was still exciting and shit. It's just, just like, they only focused on, like, one storyline each year. Other than that, though, it, it was like, but back then, the reason why back then was so amazing, right, was because, like, they had so many different storylines going on at once and shit like that. Right, like, you fucking had Macho Man and Hulk Hogan teaming up, right, forming the Mega Powers and shit, which people were like, holy shit, right, because it was, like, two of the fucking, two of the biggest baby faces and two of the most high-profiled guys in the organization teaming up. And then all of a sudden, right, a couple of years beforehand, right, all of a sudden, Andre the Giant and the Million Dollar Man, both 
biggest heels teaming up. So now they're fucking two heels on the same team. So everybody was like, holy shit. Right. And then they responded with Hulk Hogan and Macho Man. Right. Two of the biggest heels versus two of the biggest baby faces and shit. And it was, it was money. It was money. He's like, Macho Man Randy Savage is going off the top rope. And he like, Gives the elbow and shit, but then Andre, because he's so fucking big, right? He just stands up and he grabs him by the throat and choke slams him. <sighs> oh, excuse me. That fucking that was the 1988 was such a good year though. Like when when fucking Andre won the title from Hogan, and then he gives it to the fucking million dollar man. <laughs> that was such that was such a fucking greasy storyline. That was fucking because that that was when the infamous fucking ref thing. That was the infamous Hogan ref rant. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like yeah. Andre fucking, you know, Hulk Hogan, his his shoulder was off the mat, right? But the ref counted him out anyway. <laughs> the fucking ref counted him out anyway. <laughs> just like, and then fucking, he's just walking around the ring with his arms up, like. He's just like, my shoulder is off the... He's like, my shoulder is off the rep. He's like, the shoulder was off the mat, man. <laughs> right? And then fucking Andre and shit gives it to the million dollar man and then Hulk Hogan flips out even more because now he has to fucking go through Andre the Giant again to fucking get his hands on fucking... to get his hands on the million dollar man and then yeah, backstage. He's like, Hogan, Hogan, what is going on? He's like, Fuck, what did he say again? Oh, dude, I, I, I know once I remember it, I think I can do the entire thing. He's like, how much money did he spend on the plastic surgery, man? I had all bases covered. He's like, Steve Yancey, I had burglar in his place. Never in my wildest dreams, mean Gene. What I would think, I would get ripped off by a penny pension two-time in reverie. How much money did he spend to pay the referee off, brother? He's like, when I turned around, mean Gene, they were identical. Identical. <laughs> Hold it, brother. Look <laughs> at the shoulder. The referee is paid off, brother. Look at the hundred dollar bills falling out of his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Fucking, he's like all greased up too, and he's just fucking. He's just like, what are you? Oh my god, brother! Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, boy! And then you, and then you can't forget <laughs> Macho Man, right? Fucking Hogan, he's just like, oh yeah, brother. And then fucking Macho Man's like, oh, and the cream will rise to the top, yeah. Creamiest of the, the cream of the crop, yeah. It's like, cause I am the cream of the crop, yeah. The cream of the World Wrestling Federation, yeah. <laughs> And then fucking, um, oh yeah, and then Ric Flair. You can't forget about Ric Flair, too. I was watching on the big screen on the other side of town. Woo! He's <laughs> like, I spent more money on spilt liquor and women and limousine. <laughs> and I'm having a tough time keeping these gators down, right? And everybody just goes nuts. <laughs> And then fucking, I think it was like Jeff Hardy who fucking uh, threw Ric Flair off the ladder. That was fucking. That was such an amazing match. I remember watching that. Fucking Ric Flair was so out of his fucking element, but like it was fucking hilarious. Jim Ross is like, "Good God, 
Ric Flair is 57 years old. <laughs> and he fucking throws him right up the top of the ladder, and he just fucking hits the mat. That's a big hit, too. And then Ric Flair stands. He's like, ah, oh, God, ah, ah, oh, God. Ric Flair, in my opinion, uh, uh, and wasn't the- Ric Flair, in my opinion, is arguably the greatest wrestling star of all time. Arguably. I'm not saying he is. I'm saying he has the argument for it. But anyway, what you're, what were you saying? I don't even know. I'm, I'm lost now. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I kind of got lost in fucking WrestleMania. That's literally what's happening right now, WrestleMania. <laughs> actually, when is WrestleMania this year? Uh, I think it's – actually, I'm going to look it up right now. WrestleMania is the only time I'm actually watching the WWE now. Yeah, same. Like, it's no point. Uh, same with Royal Rumbles. So I'll probably peep those out as well. But yeah, it's just baffling. Yeah, well, the, that's because like that's literally the only time that um. Well, what what is? That's literally the that, that's literally the uh, the only time that they actually have really good fucking storylines. You know what I mean? You know, because like yeah, Saturday, April tenth, twenty twenty one, and then it ends on Sunday, April eleventh. Wow, a day before my fucking birthday. That's garbage. That's garbage. Some garbage. Yeah, yeah that is some Saturday, fucking garbage. I'd yeah, be Saturday pissed. Saturday and uh, <laughs> Sunday is when fucking uh, WrestleMania is. Saturday and Sunday. Isn't, uh, like, isn't, like, every fucking big wrestler like retired or gone at this point. Uh Undertaker's actually finally gone after like it took him a bunch of fucking WrestleManias to realize he's getting too fucking old, but now he's gone. You know what? No, you know what? No, no disrespect to the Undertaker. The Undertaker is for life. Fucking guys the he's he he he's the goat, okay? He's the goat. Thing is though, Thing is, though, what who is going to be okay? So WrestleMania 37 goes down Sunday, April 10th, at Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Wow, of course. Fucking Tampa. Okay, so who is the main event? Who wait? Because like, whoever wins the Royal Rumble gets a spot at the main event at WrestleMania. So who won the Royal Rumble? Yeah, the Royal the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania are actually the only ones I watch. Twenty twenty one Royal Rumble winner. Fucking Edge won the what? No way. Edge is going to WrestleMania? Dude, I totally forgot. Fucking Edge came back. That's right. A bunch of stars actually came back. Fucking uh, Edge is making a comeback. Poor guy. He got a good paycheck, and he's like, what am I doing to myself? 
Oh, dude, Edge is the shit, man. I love fucking Edge, man. Yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, because he came back in 2020, right? Okay, so from what I remember where we left off, it was like something to do with like WrestleMania. Yeah, we were talking about Edge and WrestleMania. Yeah, so like fucking... Yeah, because like Edge won the Royal Rumble and shit. He's fucking main event at WrestleMania. So I think I might tune into WrestleMania just for that. Oh, yeah, I'd love to to see that as well. See what shit fucking goes down. Uh, hopefully dude, something good. Oh, dude, what I want to see is I really want to see like fucking Christian come out of nowhere. Like he comes out from underneath the ring and then all of a sudden people are like, Edge and Christian. They're back as a tag team. Oh, my God. And then, like, they fucking do their thing. Then all of a sudden, the fucking Hardy Boys come out of nowhere, and then they recreate the fucking match where it's Edge and Christian versus Matt and Jeff. Fucking Jeff jumps off the top of the ladder, and then he lands on top of Edge where his fucking neck cranks back on the ladder. Fuck. Oh, dude, that shit would be fucking amazing. But, yeah, so, yeah, I'm fucking going to have to figure out how to segue in all these things to make the episode and shit. It's okay. I'll figure it out. You're yeah, I'll the figure it out. Yeah, the <laughs> Meister, I'll figure it out. The, sh- the fucking Keith Meister. <laughs> the fucking Keith Meister. <laughs> But yeah, actually, oh. real fun fact: fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin holds the record for the most uh, Royal Rumble wins. How many? Three. Three. Two back, yeah, two back to back. All of which was in the Attitude Era. Oh my! So yeah, St- Stone Cold Steve Austin was definitely him and The Rock were like definitely the best fucking guys in the Attitude Era. Easily fucking. What about, uh, was Shane a part of the Attitude Era, or was that, uh... Shane? Oh, Shane McMahon? Yeah. Oh, all those guys were fucking... Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, Shane, fuck. Shane was the fucking... Here comes the money! Fucking, <laughs> okay, yeah, Shane. Oh, my God, though, Shane. He's fucking... He's insane. Shane McMahon is insane. But, fuck. He did, he did such cool shit, man. He did such cool shit. I love how, like, he fucking, like, he always, like, he played the heel half the time, right? But, like, he would do sudden changes where he'd all of a sudden be the good guy and everybody just fucking loved it. Right? Because, like, there's this one storyline where, like, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon and shit like that, they're about to beat the shit out of, their, out of Stephanie's own mother. Right, and then Shane all of a sudden he just does a fucking one eighty flip, and then he just fucking he he just goes after Triple H, and he's like, "Oh my!" And Jim Ross is like, "Good God Almighty!" He's like Triple H. He was about to give a pedigree to Vince McMahon's wife, <laughs> and he's like, "And Shane McMahon came in and saved his own mother from the clutches of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon." And then all of a sudden, Vince McMahon comes out in his fucking theme song, No Chance in Hell, and he's just fucking doing his billion-dollar strut, and he's just fucking like, what the fuck is going on out here? Right? And he's... 
He's like, not today. Yeah, not today, right? He's just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Holy fuck. I love that walk, though, that, like you said. The billion dollar <laughs> strut. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. he, only he fucking, uh, only he could perfect it. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Only Vince McMahon. Because he's got that. T- he's a. Because, like, Vince McMahon's actually a pretty big dude. Like, when you look at him, he's actually pretty muscular. Right, so he's got on these tiny little fucking suits, right? That it looks like it's just sucking the air out of him. So like when he's walking down the ring, right, he's just fucking like moving and shit, his arms around and shit, because it's just like it's just the suit that's so tight that's causing his fucking muscles to like move around and shit. He's just super fucking restricted in the suit. Yeah. Actually, yeah, so here's a top five list of the top five most uh important and famous stars during the Attitude Era. So number one is Mick Foley. Boy, of course. Of course. Hell in a Cell with Undertaker was that match single-handedly shifted. It fucking single-handedly shifted the direction in the ratings war between WCW and fucking the WWF. I'm telling you that. That was the that's the shit that changed reality. Well, it was interesting though, right? Because like during the Attitude Era and shit like that, right? Like especially WCW for the longest period of time was actually kicking the shit out of WWF in terms of ratings and shit. Like it actually like right, and the reason why was because like all the most infamous stars went from the WWF to WCW, right? Like Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, right? I think Steve Austin, Stone Cold, and was in WCW for a long period of time, too. And then, yeah, Goldberg was in WCW. And then um, Bret Hall, Bret Hart eventually went to WCW after the whole Montreal Screwjob incident. And then, uh, oh yeah, the Montreal screw job. I fucking quickly digress to that. If that didn't happen, the ratings war and the Attitude Era probably would never have happened. It, it wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened because the fucking Montreal screw job was a uh, an infamous WWF match between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. In Montreal. So basically, what happened was like Brett Hall wasn't satisfied with his contract in, WCW, in uh, WWF no more because WCW was offering him more money. And since he was the current champ, right, he was Canadian, he was the current champ, right, and Vince McMahon thought business wise it would be bad for the WWF if Hart left to WCW with the title because it would have fucking, it would, it definitely would have made shit difficult. Because, you know, there'd be no champion and shit like that. And the belt would be gone. So it'd be like, Vince McMahon from a business standpoint was like, that's not going to work for me. So, like, he talked to Bret Hart and shit and told him, he's like, hey, you know, is is it possible that you can drop the belt to Shawn Michaels, right? But Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were actually beefing in real life. They didn't like each other in real life. 
So like Bret Hall, was, <laughs> Bret Hart was like, yeah. So Bret Hart basically told him, yeah, he's like, I will drop, I'll, I will drop the belt to anyone that isn't Shawn Michaels. I will not drop the belt to Shawn Michaels. I'll drop it to Undertaker. I'll drop it to fucking Hulk Hogan if he comes back. I'll drop it to Steve Austin. He's like, I'll drop it to anyone, but I will not drop it to fucking um, Shawn Michaels, and I'll especially not drop it to him in Montreal in front of my in front of you know my uh, Canadian fans. He's like, I will not do that. He's like, if you can negotiate a match between me and somebody else, I will drop the belt. Right? But I will I will not drop to Shawn Michaels, right? But Vince McMahon didn't like that because. Sean, in his mind, Shawn Michaels was beginning to be one of the fucking big guys in the WWF and shit. And The Undertaker and all those guys have had the belt multiple times over already and shit like that. So basically, Shawn Michaels was literally the only guy that hasn't really had the belt as much as all the other stars have. So, like, Vince McMahon was like, no, you're dropping it to Shawn Michaels because that's the match. You versus Shawn Michaels in Montreal. That's the match. And shit like that. He's like, I'm not fucking... Like, that's not happening. And shit like that. Or, like, Vince McMahon claims that Shawn Michaels... I meant that uh, Bret Hart was refusing to drop it to anyone. But the truth is, Bret Hart... Even to this... Even, like, to this day... Even to the grave... He still said the exact same thing. I will not drop it to Shawn Michaels. I'll drop it to anyone else. I will not drop it to Shawn Michaels. Oh, shit. And he ain't going yeah. through that shit. Yeah. So, like, and right. So, fucking the Montreal screw job happened, right? Match was in Montreal. Vince McMahon was out there coincidentally watching the match, right? And then what happened was how it was supposed to go was. Bret Hart was going to put Shawn Michaels on a sharpshooter and the, then the match was going to end. Right. But what happened was Shawn Michaels pulled some shit and he reversed it and he did a sharpshooter on Bret Hart, which confused the fuck out of him. But he went with it anyway because it's, you know, a show business. It's, a, it's WWF and shit like that. You know, he's not going to fucking crack character on live TV. So he, he just went with it. Right. Even though he was confused, didn't tap or nothing. He was standing there just playing to the crowd. And then all of a sudden, Vince McMahon pointed at the ref and told him to end the match. He said, end the match right now. And fucking the ref was like, huh? And Vince McMahon's like, end the fucking match right now. And then the ref turned around and didn't even count nothing. He just ended the match just like that. Shit. And the crowd started booing and they're like, wait, what the fuck? And then Brett, and then Shawn Michaels dropped uh, Bret Hart on the ground. And then Bret Hart was looking around like, wait, what the fuck? What happened? And then he stood up and shit like that. He was like, what the shit? Like, what's going on? And then Vince McMahon grabbed the ref and fucking him. And, and then Vince McMahon escorted Shawn Michaels out of the ring with the belt. People were fucking pushing Shawn Michaels, throwing shit at him. And then Bret Hart spit on Vince McMahon and fucking gave him the middle finger and then, like, started drawing in the air WCW. And then fucking had a little temper tantrum and started, like, busting shit. He broke the announcer's table and fucking started throwing shit at the crowd. And then went backstage and shit like that, and like got in Shawn Michaels' face and said, "Do you know anything about this?" And like Shawn Michaels lied to his face, 
because Vince McMahon had a secret meeting with like Shawn Michaels and told him, he's like, okay, hey, this is what's going to happen. He's like, I'm going to be out there with you. And what I want you to do is the match. Bret Hart thinks that the match is going to end with him putting you in a sharpshooter. So what I want you to do is reverse it, put him in a sharpshooter. And then once that happens, I'm going to tell the mat, tell the ref to end the match for you. And then you're going to walk out with the belt and shit like that. And fucking Shawn Michaels is like, yeah, sweet. You know, I'm fucking, I'm the new WWF champion. Sweet. Right. And then that's basically what happens. Bret Hall's backstage, basically losing his shit in the locker room. Everybody in fucking in the WWF was really fucking confused too. They were like, wait, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? And then the Undertaker, since the Undertaker was basically like the big guy at that time, right? He was just like, what the fuck? And he like asked Shawn Michaels, he's like, what's going on? And Shawn Michaels wouldn't tell nobody nothing. And like, yeah, and then fucking Bret Hart, he's just, he lost his shit. And then he went backstage to talk to Vince McMahon, right? And then he fucking, he knocked Vince McMahon out. <laughs> fucking punched him. He punched him in the face and knocked Vince McMahon out and shit. And like, and then got in Shawn Michaels' face. And then a couple months after that, he took off the WCW. Right. And then, and the thing is, yeah. And then the thing is, right. After that happened, a couple of stars in the WWF took off the WCW as well. Just because, like, it was just like, they were like, wait a sec. Is that, is that literally how you're going to fucking treat us now? Like a lot of them went to Vince McMahon and was like, is that literally how you're going to do business with us now? You're going to fucking, you're going to keep shit away from us and like not do anything? Like what's going on? And Vince McMahon was like, listen, you guys need to understand that this is a business, right? And he's like, and if, if I'm going to keep the fucking WWF going, he was not to leave the WCW with the championship belt. Otherwise, that would not be good for us. So yeah, a couple stars fucked off the WCW, and then Vince McMahon. Um, this is how smart Vince McMahon is too, as a businessman. Vince McMahon's like, you know what? He's like, he looked at the situation and shit, and he was like, we can actually build off of this. He's like, we can build off of this. So Vince McMahon fucking built. Um, he built the vil- the billionaire, evil businessman character. And he said, okay, people are going to fucking hate me now for this. So you know what? I'm just going to play into it. And he fucking played into the fucking billionaire uh, bad guy and shit like that. And, init- and then started the Attitude Era with his infamous Brett screwed Brett interview with fucking Jim Ross. Right? And then every time Vince McMahon came out and shit like that, people booed him, right? And he played into it and shit like that. And he fucking, he basically capitalized off of what many people call the fuck up and something that was going to fucking ruin the WWF. Vince McMahon capitalized on that and created the Attitude Era, which fucking boosted them up in ratings and eventually led the WWF as the rate, as the winners of the ratings war between WCW. Fuck. Right, which was... Yeah, so like, yeah, Vince, that's how smart Vince McMahon was, man. That's how fucking smart he was. Like, Vince McMahon was no fucking joke, man. Like, he was a fucking... That's what made Vince McMahon... That's why I think Vince McMahon, I think, is the GOAT when it comes to heels. Right? I think, like, I think Vince McMahon is, like, arguably the greatest villain of all time in show business. Because, like, literally, man, like... (laughs) He just did it. He just fucking... I still think Palpatine is the greatest, but... 
Vince McMahon definitely has the argument. But yeah, I recommend you go on YouTube in a bit and like watch the uh, the thing about the Montreal screw job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might do that pretty quick here. Actually, I might go peep that out. Okay, actually, yeah, if you want to do that, then we'll end it right here. Then, if you want to. Oh, for sure. But anyway, so yeah, so like, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Even though we basically we were just talking about nonsense today, it was still fun having you on. Yeah, and you know, but there's was... a few disconnects, uh, you know. Through oh yeah, that. I know. But, well, yeah. I'll have to rewatch all of them again. I'll have to rewatch all of them again and fucking see yeah. where it cuts off. So I'm gonna do some editing and shit like that, and try to like put all the clips together. Shit, I'll just have to put them into different segues. What I'll do though is I'll just put like uh, when I write in the description, I'll just put a time where the video each part cuts off, and then I'll put the time where it comes back on again, so people can just skip to fucking whatever. All right. I'll try doing it like that. If not, then it's probably going to be rough. But yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. It was just a little frustrating because of that, but besides oh, that, dude, yeah. fucking, you know, it wasn't too shabby. Uh, definitely, man, definitely. But yeah, thanks for having me on, without a doubt. But yeah, dude, fuck always. Oh, fuck. This is the newly made podcast. Chief Keith signing off. Feel the blaze signing off. Good night, everybody. I love you. Bon voyage. Yeah, bon voyage. Adios, amigos.